Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. for somebody's favorite radio program? Yeah! yeah. Holy smokes! <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tony Bruno Show. Beautiful. 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 On the all-new TonyBrunoShow.com. Tap it! I didn't even kiss it! Game. What's her name? What's with the rim shot in there? Rental discretion is advised. Because you know what they say. You know what they say. Look, she bending over! <laughs> Hello! Hang around the gymnasium. Buddy Cap Stabbing out on the West Coast. I mean, he's a good cap friend of mine. You know what they think? The man chosen to save American radio from its horrible future. Now, here he is. Oh, yeah! It's like family. It's, it's like, like being family. in the Olive Garden. Yeah. You guys are just like family. Ain't no thing. We have a big enough. We have a big enough. He didn't invent radio. He just perfected it. I'm innocent. What's the name of that place? Big Packers. I want full cavity searches. Everyone, go deep on it. The godfather of sports radio. It is a final. Here is. You got a big one in there? Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Ah, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. I got my lights on, I got my red on, I got my Santa hat on, I got my Sky Energy drink on with vodka and cran. You are literally lit. I am lit, woke, and everything else you can be on this two weeks before Christmas. Do you realize Christmas is just creeping up on us? What the hell is going on out there? And as per usual, Tony Bruno here, Miss Robin's all Christmased up, but who is not Christmased up tonight? And I hate to... Drop the Scrooge card on him, or the Grinch card, but it would have to be none other than Mr. Funkin' Fantasy himself, Mr. Luigi Curto. You are a rude, terrible person. Yes, I am, and I'm proud of it, but I'm not going to jail for it, at least. You look good, though, man. You look festive. I wore this shirt last year at Disneyland and got a lot of love for it. And as well you should have. Now I'll probably get people threatening my life for wearing it because this country is so screwed up. It says, what does it say on here, Robin? I got Santa's on the front. Right. What does it say right here? I don't... I you're on, Robin. Robin, you're on. Just talk. Okay, it's weird. But my, yeah, I don't know what was weird. There's like it. going in and out. It's bizarre. Is that um, a little better for you? Yes. Okay. So it has Santa dressed up kind of like a lumberjack. Yep. Um, he has a baseball cap on that says Does Santa. Does he have NY like the Yankees do? <laughs> Come on, Robin. No. Just Santa and Claus. then, and well, he has a baseball <laughs> cap on instead of a Santa hat. And then in big white letters, it says, make Christmas great again. 
You're damn right. Santa's a talk of the town at the winter meetings, though. Yes, And it was is. amazing how many people came up to you and said, love your shirt, man. Dude, bro. And now I have my lit up dollar store Christmas light things. Oh, you got dollar, that from the dollar store? Dollar, dollar Tree or Dollar General? You didn't go Dollar General. No, I went, to the dollar, I went to the dollar store. Dollar Tree, actually. Dollar Tree. That's okay. what it's called. Not Dollar General. We did this a couple weeks ago. That's right. One dollar for these babies. And Where are you going to get these for a dollar? The dollar store. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't forget the 8% tax in Philadelphia. I, lo- I, lo- I love I the glasses. I was going to drive to the Delaware dollar store to save the tax just so I could stick it to the mayor and governor of this That's state. really mixed stingy right there. Yeah, right. right. I'll spend $20 worth of gas to go to Delaware to save the $0.07, cents, $0.08 cents tax. I like the glasses you got on, too. Did you get them from the dollar store, too? No, I got these from Harry Potter, Mr. Yeah. Potter. You look, you no, have a, you look those have... are actually the new style of thin optics, or yes, one of them. Yes, I got my oh, thin Oh, those optics. are them? Yes. These those are thin are... optics. So thin optics has the really cool ones that fold up and go anywhere, but they also have these fantastic new, like, Real hipper... Thin. Hipper stuff. Like those, those are the other ones are emergency glasses that you always have on hand. You look at your lapel ribbon like, cut in a, talk, in a clock tower. Or something. These are fantastic <laughs> for, for being able to carry with you easy yeah, because they're, really they're so light. thin, light. And I look like either a hipster, David Letterman, or all these other dorks who wear these round glasses. Harry Potter, didn't he wear glasses like this? Harry Potter yes. did wear those glasses. Yes, he did. Those, those are the Harry Potters. The first time I looked at him, that's what I thought Harry Potter. And then I have my pimp Santa hat on tonight. But what? Luigi. This is beneath him, ladies and gentlemen. He refuses to wear a hat. You know why? He's already looking like an asshole. Because people wearing Santa hats and wearing, donning their gay apparel. And I don't mean that in a homophobic kind of no, way. No, there's anything wrong with that. No. Now, before we get too far away Wait from minute, Luigi the... just got two drinks. Big Rube is in the building, by the way. People no, are asking, Raymond Smith, Raynard Smith is asking, is Big Rube in the building? No, yes, but he, he said Big Rub, which I actually think is hysterical. I think I'm going to start calling him Big Rub. Is that a Big Rube? <laughs> big Rube is in the building cooking chicken next door. Um, so before we get too far away from the Open that we just played, which yes. was the Christmas Open, which we've had on rotation for a while, um, we actually, I, I noted, because I hadn't heard it for a while, one of the guests that is coming on tonight is featured in that. In that open we just played? Yes. That was the the fabulous one and only Joe Theismann that says you are like family. Exactly. Joe Theismann, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You want to talk about quarterbacks and injuries and Carson Wentz and, you know, the guy Kirk Cousins that was in Washington all these years. He's not hurt. Just his ego and his football team and his offensive coordinator and his head coach are hurt. Yeah, that's all. That's okay. all. <laughs> that's all. Just that's well, those Al Smith. Things. I mean, so many quarterbacks. Now Ben Roethlisberger's banged Joe up. Flacco. Joe Flacco. He might be making a return. And he'll be returning to the bench to watch the other dude start a quarterback. No, Harbaugh said that he and Lamar Jackson will split snaps. I- I've never seen no, that work. Yes, he it's said, gonna, he said that. I know, but it's w- not going to happen. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Not going to happen. Joe Flacco has taken his last snap, barring injury, for your Baltimore Ravens. But anyway, we'll talk to Joe Theismann about it coming up on the show. You know who else is going to join us? T-Max, another one of my protégés, another man weaned with Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on the radio. And now he's all grown up, and he's a big-time performer at ESPN. The great ESPN NFL reporter and friend of mine, the great Tim McManus is going to join us. We call him T-Max, T-Mac. yo. That goes what back. up, T-Max? I wonder, if, I wonder if other people now still call him T-Mac or if that's like his younger days. No, it's always nickname. T-Mac. When your last name is McManus and your first name is Tim, 
you're always going to go T-Mac, right? Didn't they call the, who in the NBA? Wasn't uh, T-Mac was Tracy, Tracy McGrady? McGrady was T-Mac, T-Mac, right? Yeah, they called him T-Mac. Anybody whose name is first name starts with a T, and then you have an MC on it, it's always T-Mac or G-Mac or Glenn Mac. Glenn oh, no, Mac. Well, G-Mac. You're right. You're G-Mac. G-Mac. No, no, but T-Mac is the proper uh, the proper term. Acronym. Is yeah. that an acronym? It's an acronym. Beautiful. Not the acronym Zips. The acronym no. Zips. T-Mac will join us. Joe Theismann tonight. Carson Wentz. Now, we don't, it's not official that he's done for the final three games of the season, but the big story today, not just here in Philly, but all around the National Football League, is that we've been watching him the last couple of weeks. And I was asked this morning, I went on Keyshawn Johnson's show in L.A., and he was asking me, but that was before the announcement was made by Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet from the NFL Network, and then later confirmed by the Eagles that he is not practicing, he being Carson Wentz, and that he probably is not going to start, which means he's not, because if, if Nick Foles is taking first-team snaps today, which is the first day of practice for this coming weekend, which is the Rams game in Los Angeles, then that means he is going to start, he being Nick Foles, your MVP of the Super Bowl, and of course, more importantly, much maligned when he was the MVP of the Pro Bowl, and it was me, your only modest reporter, who said, don't mock Nick Foles for winning the Pro Bowl MVP. He's got a Super Bowl MVP in his back pocket coming soon. How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise. Come on. You remember those days? You remember I that? do remember those days. You were That's, the only one, that the only one crazy enough to say MVP. that. Pro Bowl MVP. I had him. I had him as the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl MVP plus 500. And then I had him as a Super Bowl MVP last year when we were in Minnesota. But now, here he is, once again, about to go. And how ironic is it, don't you think, that last year... What are you looking at, Robin? I don't know. His mic sounds fine to me. What are you doing, Robin? Relax. I know how to work a mic. I've been doing this for 45 years. Has nothing to do with you, Tony. I hate to do it to you right now, Robin. I already gave Luigi one out of the game. You gave me one for not wearing a hat. He didn't wear any Halloween stuff. He He's, never gets into the mood. He never gets into the holiday season. Yes, I do get into the holiday season. When, when did you wear for, for uh, Halloween when we did the Halloween show? I wore what Nothing. I always wear, my normal costume. Exactly. This what is, is our point. Why do you feel like being festive? What's the problem? I was working. We're working, too. No, you're not. I also brought a friend tonight. Now, he, the now this gets me into the holiday spirit. I'll this get is the stuff the that I like right here. Je- he, we just got him. We picked him up from Paris where they're burning the city down, of course. <laughs> Protesters in yellow vests. But we saved one guy. We got him out of France, and we will have him on the show tonight. PC Pierre, baby. PC, no, non-PC Pierre. Pierre. In a world where everything is offensive. Every Christmas song, every Christmas show, every knee-jerk, slap-dick, politically correct, candy-ass, candy-cane-hating, animal-crackers, douchebag (laughs) on the planet who get upset and offended at everything that happens. I got some dork in Portland tweeting me because I joked around today that Sports Illustrated had uh, Christine Blasey Ford making her first appearance since the Kavanaugh hearings, and I didn't even make a political comment about it. But Sports Illustrated trots her out after her sabbatical and her million dollars of GoFundMe money to do some award ceremony, to, to announce some award for Sports Illustrated. So without making any political comment on it, I said, can't wait to see her in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit spread, which is a joke. And if you have a sense of humor, you will get that joke because Sports Illustrated 
is supposed to be a sports publication, right? And of course, and I don't care whether they go political because every other magazine and, and news source and everything else is political. Every network is political. Every sports channel is political. Every sports talk host, every sports writer is political. And so I get the stick to sports, but Sports Illustrated can do whatever they want. Yeah, they can because I don't care whether they don't stick to sports. I don't care whether GQ doesn't stick to sports. We can all do whatever we want. But I thought it was interesting, so I did a little joke on, on Sports Illustrated to, page. How did you learn that you cannot joke anymore, So I got Tony? this one nutcase in Portland who, rather than go out there and start terrorizing people on his own streets like they do in Portland every day when they find somebody who they think might disagree with them and then they terrorize them, this guy's terrorizing me on Twitter. I could block him. I could go Michael yeah. Avenatti on him and block him like he blocked me, that coward lawyer. You know, he blocked me two months oh, ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. That, congratulations. He blocks, he blocks more people than Mike Missanelli. Wow. It is and that's pretty hard to do. But Let me it, tell you that right now. By it, the way, speaking, <laughs> speaking of, of negative, your own family member on uh, Facebook Live commented, Daisy Marie Curto commented that you have always, that Luigi's always been like that. He's never festive. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's your sister-in-law. That's not my sister-in-law. That's my brother. That's your brother, no, my bro that's, my, that's my brother going in underneath of her name. Oh. That's why. He doesn't have his own Facebook account? No, my brother's one of those guys who never got a Facebook account. And is, and is so just he uses never his wife's it. Facebook page to troll you during the show? Yes. Isn't that a, isn't that a little low right there? Yeah, that's an outrage. Yeah, yeah. that is. We have to give... We, can we give him like a double Curto, Luigi, uh, Mario... We've been through enough, all right? The name is, we've been through enough, all right? So why don't you just leave us the hell alone? Let's make, let's make forward with the program, all right? We already got phone lines lighting up, 619-924-9874. People are piling the moonshine here. Tebow's pretzel making an appearance. Tebow's pretzel in the house tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing Foot an long entourage. Footlong Foles. Footlong Foles making the return as Foles makes his return to the field. Well, why not? He's coming back. Yeah. Did is I mention Nick Foles when he grabbed the mic at the Pro Bowl? How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise. Come on. Make some noise. Oh, man. That he stopped true. short of saying who let the dogs out like Mark Madsen did. Remember when the Lakers won that one, one of their championships and Mark Madsen was one of the bench players for the Lakers and he grabbed the mic in front of Staples Center and started singing who let the dogs out? That's classic. You don't remember that? I was there in L.A. for that. And he was dancing up on stage and Mark Madsen was saying, and who let the dogs out? Michael the crowd a went crazy. Michael A. Parich is saying that Luigi needs a good club upside the head. What's up with all the violence? What, what did I do to anyone? He meant a club. He meant like club soda up nah, the side. He meant like a you club. Know, what did I do to anyone? Actually, I recommend is, the club. Is, by the way, this is what you need. It's the new. Uh, it's the new drop that I just had you download tonight. No, you want me to do that? Yeah, do it. This Luigi, is, it's holiday season. Do that, and and Whether I'm going to call it Christmas. That's what he needs right there. He needs Cher to come in here. Not a Cher impersonator who actually looked better than Cher right now. Cher is not even as good looking as the Cher impersonators in Vegas. Have you noticed? Yeah. She got so much work done that she looks like a Cher impersonator. It's not as bad as Bridget Nielsen, no man. Well, no, That's you're right bad, about that. dude. That's bad. <laughs> Anybody's doing Bridget Nielsen impersonations right now? Creed 2 is almost a horror flick because of her freaking appearance. Wow. Trust me, it was bad. Wow. But anyway, so Cher would come in here right now if she were in the city and she would walk up to Luigi. And you know what he, she would do to you? She would do it. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. It's right. It's the holiday season. What the hell's the matter with you? It's very appropriate. I, I need that one like on a continuous loop so that I can just press here, the I'll, button. I'll wear, the, I'll wear the hat so we could all three of us look like a bunch of assholes. All right? Exactly. No I'll wear the hat. 
We can be like Ford Cotton. Can I get this in a Kangle or something now? This yeah. What's the, uh, Aww, what's the guy? See you see how who's cute starting you look? for the 70s? Speaking of Ford Gone Ice Holes, we've got Ford Gone, gone Corks Moss. Ford Gone Cork Moss, that's right. Starting for the Sixers tonight. This is a bad look, bro. It's no, it's look, not. Man. It's really cute. It's a good it's look adorable. right there. Guys, is this not a good look that Luigi has donned his gay apparel and put the, uh, the, elf, the elf hat on? Elf is one of the great holiday movies, Christmas movies of all time. It is a great movie, but, and that's why it should stay there, not here. What Dickie. the elf, man? What the elf? Exactly. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. we'll get into it. Joe Theismann, <laughs> T-Mac's going to join us, Tim McManus. We'll get his, because he follows the Eagles, obviously, for ESPN. He was there today. The first thing was people are saying, no, it's no way. He's just not going to play. And then, of course, you have the parade of people ripping Carson Wentz, claiming he's injury-prone, and that he's soft. Which is, and I've been saying it for the last two games in particular, that there's something wrong with Carson Wentz physically, not because he can't throw. There's nothing wrong with his arm. It's the mobility. Yeah, the yeah. fact that he's not playing. Because you notice, and I was saying this during the game, we were watching the Cowboy game, he did not run any rollouts. You didn't see him running, you know, he, like at the goal line. D Doug Peterson's dialing up ridiculous run plays up the middle on fourth and goal from the one. You know, and the, and the Eagles couldn't run the ball because the Cowboy defense is great. That's a play where Carson usually backs up, rolls right, and then either finds a man open or makes his way to the end zone, right? Do you think – I, I want to ask this because, again, they, wouldn't have, they would have never put him out there if he wasn't medically cleared 100%. No, right? he's medically cleared, but what, he's not 100%. What I mean and is – no player's 100% right no, now. No, not this part of the season, not at this, not at this stage. I meant as far as, like, like mentally because – it's, it's, not a, it's, it's about more of like the read and react, right? It's yep. about how he reacts. Before, he would roll out. If it's not there, he's tucking and going. Yeah. Right? There was no hesitation. Especially from the one-yard line. Right. There was no hesitation. On fourth and goal. Even, again, in that Rams game, he just went right for the goal line, right? Yep. It looks more like now that physically he's able to do it, but mentally he's just, he's just slightly hesitant to make that, that move, that initial plunge forward, and it's, I think that's what's really hurting him now. I think it's more like... I it's think a he's, no, his back is bothering. There's no doubt about that. His back is bothering, but I think, that's, I think it's more mental, the fact that like, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel that he can do it. So he knows he can't do it, so he's hesitant, and it's hurting himself, and it's hurting the team, and it's hurting the offense. All, it, but as all far together. as his arm, he's made some overthrows. There's no doubt about that. But the fact that this guy, just a few games earlier... Look like, remember, they were on TV, Troy Aikman and those guys. Oh, man, look at those throws he's making. Yep. Sidearm, he's still got juice on the ball. He can still throw the ball. It wasn't that he can't pass or throw the, first of all, he can't throw the ball downfield a lot because his receivers can't get any separation downfield on many of those plays. So that's part of the problem. But the bottom line is the fact that he's not going to play this week against the Rams and that he may not play the last three games overall, is that a tragedy? No. No. Of course not. No. I you mean, want this guy healthy. Remember last year, Andrew Luck has missed a lot of time. Is Andrew Luck injury prone? No, Andrew, Andrew Luck right now is, is an MVP type candidate. Exactly. But you know why? Because he's healthy. They could have stopped. They could have put him in there last year when he wasn't ready, and they didn't. So to me, is this season's lost. The Eagles blew their chances. Their defense, their secondary didn't help them at all. Their defense played great against the Cowboys the other night. Even though they gave up almost 600 yards of offense, they were still making big plays. Right, you can't name Their me. front seven was playing out of their mind. I was going to say, you can't name me six guys on the field at the end of that game in, in, in overtime. No, you so can't. I mean, they had so many injuries. The offense really hurt them last week, and they, they, they finally kicked it up too late in the game, but they tied the game. And then Doug Peterson, who normally would go for the win in that game, went for the tie. Remember, he had a chance to go for, go for two, and he didn't. That confidence level's not there, not only for Carson Wentz, 
But Doug Peterson's play calling, especially on that goal, I, I, that was the only time I tweeted on Sunday about WTF was that play call. It's fourth and goal, and you're going to run the ball up the middle against a defense that knows you're going to run off the ball up I the made, middle? It made no sense. And so Carson Wentz isn't going to play, and I don't have a problem with it. It's been 367 days since that game in Los Angeles last year when he tore his ACL and LCL. And a lot of guys don't even come back and play at all the next year. And he came back and he missed the first couple of games and then he went in there. And it took him a while to get things going. And they really never got things going offensively for the most part. They fell behind. The game to me that killed their season was the, was the, was the Carolina game. Because they got up 17-0 on Carolina. They were home where they used to be invincible. Playoff teams. And then they lose that game to a really mediocre Carolina but team. Carolina's the, not that good. No, not at all. But play, that's the thing. Playoff teams don't lose those, ty- those types exactly. of games. Exactly. You don't lose 17-point leads in the fourth quarter, and especially to a team like Carolina. Again, they started out pretty good. They were good at home. They were solid bet at home to win a game. But now they're just completely falling off Exactly. Well. So you don't know what you're going to get. And to me, people now saying, Nick Foles, what's he going to do? Of course he's not going to win the last three games and the Eagles aren't going to make a Super Bowl run again. But he's going to preserve Carson Wentz going to 2018-2019 exactly. because that's his, that's his sole job right now because, for, don't forget, they paid him for this season. They got nothing for him. He leaves this year, he's, we get nothing in return. So yeah, he think, won a Super Bowl. Who well, cares? What I'm saying is, guys are backup quarterbacks that never take a the snap. The only good thing he can do this season is what he's doing right now. Come in there if Carson Wentz isn't ready to go and just help preserve him for the next season. That's exactly. it. Exactly. That's all it is. All these people trying to... And we'll, we'll talk about it with Tim McManus and Joe Theismann, who played quarterback and got hurt in this league. I love talking himself. to himself. I love Joe. He's Joe Theismann. Fun. He was not at the Heisman this year because they didn't name it after him. No. Well, they did. They, they changed. I, we know that story. Where's he at? Is he home? Is he back home now hanging out at his I house? don't know, but I texted him this afternoon. I said, Joe, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like two weeks. I need a quarterback <laughs> guy. I need a quarterback to come on and talk about quarterbacks. Quarter. Who better to talk about quarterbacks? Well, I could have got you Ryan Leaf. That would well, uh, <laughs> I, I could have got, 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 got Ryan Leaf, too. By the way, I have breaking Ryan, news. Wait, we have breaking news already yes. on the show? This early? We were just talking, uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe even, about the fantastic Mickey Delaney, who, who is constantly sticking up for Miss Robin. If anybody gets picked on, he's the first one. He's like my champion. Mm-hmm. He's like your bodyguard. From afar. Who the fuck is that guy? But for the first time ever. He ripped you? No. He stuck up for Luigi, who he normally rips. He said, and I quote. He's drinking, that's why. No. He goes, be nice to Luigi. I'm always nice to Luigi. It's tough love. It's tough love I give him. There's no, I don't shout him down. I don't. You're in no, just like that, you're in no position to say anything to anyone. I'm trying to make Christmas great again, ladies and gentlemen. You're failing miserably. Somebody's got to make Christmas great again. People aren't even allowed to say Christmas. Let's worry about making this podcast great again. Well, the podcast, I mean, that goes without saying. I think it's, you know, it's hopeless. We got Jeff from (laughs) Sheltonham on the line, though, Tony. He's got a holiday clip from 2003. Way back. Oh, this is probably during the Santa Claus day. A clip from Christmas past. Oh, I love the ghost of Christmas past. This is 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Let's see. Did I have my head shaved by then, or did I still have hair? I don't know. By the way, I just finally... Trimmed my Yeah, you clean the back of your neck up, man. Thank I literally, I look like the Lord. a vagrant. A vagrant. It was, it was almost long enough for him to start doing the pre-comb-over. It was, like, it was, it was a, Yeah, but not me. the comb-over like this. It was the comb-over like from the it back of the so neck to the bad. top of the head. That's a good look. The comb forward. Is that, that the get Caesar the hair look? And you put the grease in there, the pomade. Isn't that the, like the Caesar look? No, that's not a Caesar look. Yeah, that's not the Caesar look. Not if it comes from the look. back of your neck. Yeah, no, it's on the sides. Forward. Like all the side hairs were getting long. And even when I wore a hat, it bugged me. No, the Caesar look is when you have it cut short in the front, like here. 
like little bangs and forward. But if you have nothing on top and no bangs and you just have hair on the side and you spike it forward with a pomade, it's like we call it the asshole because you look like no, an I asshole. No, I beg to That's differ. I think you need to look up Caesar. I will. I'm telling you, I've had the Caesar. I'm from the Northeast. We've all had the Caesar at one point or another. Not trust the me. Julius Caesar. That might be another Caesar that I'm unaware I know what of. you're talking about, though. When it looks like well, you're wearing like the halo they, like they, Yeah, and, then, and, they, and they, they um, comb their hair forward, and yeah. it looks like their wings going towards the front. Exactly. Yeah, but it's a bad look. It's, it's a, a bad, terrible look. It's a look. horrible look. <laughs> Why do you think I shaved my head? You did a good job. You look I good. wasn't you look doing comb-overs. You look I was clean never, now. You look I never clean went now. with the hair piece or the comb-over look. That's a good job. I just took... And a lot of guys should do that. When it's going... Let it be gone. Let it go. That's let it, it breathe. Let those suckers, let those puppies breathe. We say that to women. Let that puppy breathe up there, too. Damn right. I'm you gonna know what I'm going to do that by taking this hat off and putting Jim on the line. Let's get Jim on here because we like to go back. Way back. And relive the glory days of 2003. Hell, I was in L.A., obviously. But let's bring him in, the official archivist of the Tony Bruno Show, the great Jim from Cheltenham. Jim, how are you, man? How you doing? How you doing, everybody? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, and don't forget Merry Christmas, first and foremost. I'm going to leave a clip from your old show on Fox Sports Radio with Andrew Siciliano. This has to be good, then. So this was Christmas 2003? That's right, and when your callers called up and had a holiday poem for both of you. Oh, let's go to the oh, phones. Nice. I'm, 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 I, I didn't bring Kleenex tonight. This could be emotional for me. I'm not good at handling this. Luigi and I are both very emotional Italians. Yes, very emotional Italians. Jim, let's go to the table. Ready, Tony? Please. I'm ready. Here's another, another great, great, great Bruno moment. Jamie, good to see you're in the holiday spirit, my friend. And I've got my very own morning extravaganza version of the night before Christmas. You ready? I am ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie. On the week before Christmas, I called Tony and Drew to say Merry Christmas. But Siciliano said, I'm a Jew. <laughs> I apologized profusely, saying, dude, turn the page. But Andrew was visibly shaken, and Tony yelled, this is an outrage. I tried to change the subject with three football picks. Instead, I got poleaxed by a hot porn star chick. <laughs> Tony shook his bald head like a Christy Canyon jiggle and said, boy, do you suck. Although it's not my style to be critical. <laughs> I was bitter and broken. I didn't know what had happened. When suddenly it hit me, I should have let loose the Kraken. <laughs> so I hung up the phone to meet my boring draft day. But in the background on the radio, I think I heard Tony say, Now be a good listener, true, loyal, and dutiful. May your Christmas be merry and your new year. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm breaking down emotionally. I am breaking down emotionally. I'm just a puddle of gel. Wow. Wow, that was fantastic. There you go, Tony. That's what back when listeners were smart and clever enough to do that stuff. Now all radio listeners do is call in, criticize you, call you names, go on Twitter. No, 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 Tony. That's only on terrestrial radio. The smart ones have jumped ship and they're listening to podcasts. Exactly. That was well done. That was one of the greatest poems. That's the last poem I've actually listened to since 2003. I've written some poems. Because poetry sucks, let's be honest. Well, you got to get that hip. It's all the hip hop poetry. Yeah, Def Jam poetry. Def Jam. Is all right. That was awesome, Jim. Did you tear up when you heard that the, the, the first time and you play it back every holiday season? Oh, yes. <laughs> There's not many. I don't have much tape from the Fox show, but that's one of the few ones I have. I don't have any tape from the Fox show. Inclu- I don't have tape from any shows, actually. I was going to say, you don't have anything. I may be the only person who has a 45 year radio career 
and, and you see people pull clips like Keith Olbermann. I he know. has clips from every radio you, and television interview he's done in his entire career. I think he writes that into his contract but that he needs to get the air checks of everything. No, but he saves it. I could have gotten the air checks. I never I did. I know because you never bothered. Like, but but people like Keith, but they, you do have they've something. said that he does have something. Right? What do I have? Remember when he found that reel-to-reel machine? That's true. And you well, have, you have, you have one of the first ever commercials you ever read on. on I got to no, find we that. We don't. Yeah. We don't know where that is. I have that. I know I do, Jim. It was like a banana something, right? No, no it was no. me doing a Alpo dog food commercial. Well, that's the first. We don't have, but we did have another commercial that we listened thing, to. Right? Yeah, that was a banana thing. But the one that we're talking about that we're hoping we can find is the before and after Alpo commercial. It's the Alpo commercial that you read prior to you taking your elocution and yes, broadcasting like classes. When I went into this broadcasting school, they, ha- they gave me a piece of copy, cold, mm-hmm. and said, read it on tape. And I read it, and it was awful. Right. Nowadays, South I would have gotten a job right there. Exactly. there. I would, I would be doing mornings on local radio. Back then, I went to a broadcasting school. I sounded like a slug from South Philly with a really horrific, indecipherable South Philly accent. And then they said, son, that shit ain't going to fly in radio. <laughs> exactly. You've got no shot in this industry unless you get rid of that accent and sound like you're a professional broadcaster. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, that's, that's 40 years, 45 exactly. years ago. Nowadays... Hey, you got a hot take? <laughs> Sit down and talk. Get a goddamn podcast up here right now. Now, they're, but they, you, you know that they... What you say, man? All right. They have announced, though, that the South Philly accent is slowly but surely disappearing. Yes, I saw that it's on the news. It's been on the, the news, other day. Thank yes. God. You know why it's disappearing, Jim? The South Philly... It's not really a South Philly. It's a Philadelphia accent. Okay, Philadelphia. There's no, like, Northeast yeah. or South... It's all the same. Philadelphia accent is Philadelphia area. But there's been areas where it's stronger, well, and it's been stronger longer. Tony, is it... Go ahead, Jim. Tony, isn't next year your 50th year in broadcasting? I don't know. I have to check. 50? It's impossible. and next year is 2019. It's not possible, so. is it? No, I'm the Tim McCarver of broadcasting. Because <laughs> remember, Tim McCarver came into Major League Baseball in 1959, right? So then when he retired, he said, even though he wasn't old enough, you would think there's no way he was. He said he played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s in five different decades. So I can say next year, I've been in radio in five different decades, because my first job was actually in 1969. You were 17. Okay. So you got 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Wow. And now we're the 2010s. But 2009 is is, the 50th year. Next year will be the 50th year. If I started in 19... Robin, I'm the worst at math, and you can't figure out that 1969 to 2009 is 50 years? I hate to do it to already. I already did it once. Right. What, what year is it? It's 2008. <laughs> what year is it? That's, so that's how next, I feel listening to this show every so goddamn day. So next year will be 2009. 19, Correct. I'm sorry. 2009. That's what I, I'm like, yes, I was going to say. So is that, it's the, not six? Th- is that yeah, the six? Yeah, thank you very much. Who's wrong? Bump, bump, ba-da. Oh, give me my, I got to give myself. That's right. I went to 2009, not uh-huh. 19. So I was in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, uh-huh. the aughts. And now 19. Yes. That's six different decades. Yes, thank you very much. That's not possible. So next year's a big year. What do you mean it's not possible? My 30th year at the Super Bowl. This will be my 30th Super Bowl. We already have our Airbnb booked. It's a nice little cozy cottage. Yeah, it's really, it's right near Grant Park down there. So it's in a great neighborhood in Atlanta. My bedroom is a nursery. Yes. No, no, yes, yes. it is. It should be a nursery. We're going to be sticking him in the crib. 
It's a pink nursery. I'll I watch the young boys play Juventus on. on the, yeah, who is that? <laughs> I was watching that? the the Champions League playoffs today. There's a soccer team called the Young Boys. The Young Boys beat Juventus, yes. the Italian team. Yes. Who the hell is that? Like, are any relation to the homeboys and the away boys? I don't know. From uh, MTV days, or remember the when they had the homeboys versus boys. the away boys? The Not young, young boys. balls. No, young it, young. We boys. say young balls. <laughs> you know, sort of like uh, going to the going to the, the rectory. The Looking BC, for the young boys. The BCS young boys. The first, BCS. They're first in the Swiss Super League. They are? I've never heard of the young boys. I've never boys. heard of them either. They, I've heard of the, uh, the glamour boys. I wonder boys. if it's like a <laughs> translate, lost in translation. I had never, not, have you ever heard of the young boys in no, soccer? No, never. And I know pretty much all of the international teams, the big ones, you know, the, the Champions League. You know all those. Even, the, even like the Italian Series B teams, you know, the Series A and all those minor leagues. Harry Mays is on listening since he can't be here tonight. Where the hell is he? I don't know. Harry! He says, Get love out. Jim from Get Cheltenham. Out. I am pissed off. We're pissed off too, Harry. That's right. It's an extra back uh, Tony, Dr. Cran for me. Tony, what do you think the Phillies have done the last two weeks? Are you happy with the moves they made the last two weeks? I, I mean, you know, listen, I remember when, you know, when, when uh, McCutcheon was a superstar in Pittsburgh. They went to the Yankees. He didn't do great in, in the, the Giants. In the Giants this past year, he went to the Giants for one year. You know, people complain about when, when athletes, everybody likes to say, they overpaid for that guy, or they overpaid for this guy. The same people who are mad when the teams don't spend money are mad when a team that is admittedly has a lot of money pays a guy, and what he is, is he still a damn good outfielder? Is he, is he an MVP candidate? No. Not anymore, no. He's stability, he's a veteran, he's a great guy on and off the field, and he's a guy that can teach young players around him how to play the game. That's what this is about. This isn't about he's now the face of the franchise. Yet, but all I'm reading, Jim, is that just because they got McCutcheon doesn't mean they're out of the uh, Harper or Mar Manny Machado sweepstakes. Oh, no, no, no. no. And what, one thing that Scott Boros is doing, though. And he really helped the Yankees in the month of September. Well, the, you know, the Yankees apparently got J.A. Happ. Remember when people got tired of J.A. Happ in Philly? That it's time for him to go. He wasn't a fifth starter. Now the guy's demanding three-year guaranteed contracts. Oh, because he's a border, he was a borderline ace for a while in Toronto. That's why. Yeah, but so why do, why do we want to run these guys out of here? Well, people and always, then 10 years later, we want to pay overpay to keep them. But it's the same thing as quarterbacks go, Tony, with pitching in baseball. They're always going to overpay for pitching. You're always going to overpay for that. But you know what? The thing about J.A. Happ, Jim, is that he doesn't care. There's no loyalty in the players. He's not, he didn't say, you know what? This, the Phillies are where I started. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Philadelphia because they've got a good young franchise. You know what he did? He said, highest bidder, that's where I'm going. So according to the latest reports him. tonight, and listen, I don't blame I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not judging him. him. I'm just saying that players, you know, people rip loyalty of teams. The loyalty goes both ways. The teams let you go, you go find another job. But J.A. Happ, the Phillies were willing to give him three years but not go beyond that. The Yankees apparently are willing to give him three years and guarantee it, so he's going to go to the Yankees. But to me, Boros is going to work the... Uh, he's working this Bryce Harper thing to the very last penny. He doesn't care. He, you know, he's playing, oh, you know that. When he talks to the Phillies, oh, yeah, you know, he yeah, loves Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, he says all Grand the right things an agent says. Know. He bullshits the teams. He bullshits the fan bases because that's what agents do. It's his job to create a market. Exactly, and that's the exactly market's what he's there. Doing. The you know, market is there. To get maximum value for his client. That's exactly what you can't fault him for that. No. I and, mean, us but, as fans and, and owners hate him because, again, they're driving the prices way up on these guys, but that's, that's the nature of the business. 
But Harper's going to—he's he's commanding a contract because some of these other guys are getting ridiculous contracts. As he too, should. He's who a young, aren't even Bryce Harper quality. I know that's what I'm saying. As he should, he's a young superstar and he's worth the money. And so we'll see whether he—if he doesn't. Here's my question to you, Jim, as a longtime, lifelong Phillies fan: If they don't get Harper or Machado, is this a failed off-season? Well, unfortunately, yes. Yep. Yes, because the Phillies, have, the problem is two things. They want to win games, but also the Phillies have to sell tickets. And at this time, the Phillies are not selling many season tickets. And when you have an owner that says, we, you know, we have the money and we're going to spend it, he even said crazy money. He said, we're going to spend crazy money. Throw some damn crazy oh, yeah. money this way, well, he's a, Biatch. He's Milton, he's I'll a, show you how to spend he's it. He's a real winner and he's a real competitive guy, and he's tired of losing. <laughs> I agree with you. If they don't get Harper or Machado, this offseason's a failure. But is it enough? What's that? Is it enough? Is Harper, Harper or Machado enough? It's a, it's a good start because I, Atlanta, all these other, the Mets are doing a lot of stuff. Still need pitching. The Mets who suck. Still need pitching. Doing, I know they need, everybody needs pitching. Not everybody. We the do. Yankees <laughs> are always looking at pitching. They got one J.A. Happ, this real Muto guy. Everybody wants him now. He's a $100 billion a year guy. You know, when you're a free agent and you've, you're coming off some, some good numbers, you're going to get overpaid. That's the way it works. It happens in the NBA every year. How much you say That's we, why we all know. How much you say it was worth? I think $100 billion. Exactly. And that's what he's going to get. The Phillies have that kind of crazy money. <laughs> crazy <to spend>. money. <laughs> crazy money. Not, that should be crazy. insane. Was that Crazy Larry? Is that the, the no, old? No, Crazy Eddie. Crazy Remember Eddie. Crazy Eddie? It was, a, it was one of those uh, stores in New York that sold uh, uh, electronic stuff. Yeah. And they, they arrested VCRs, Crazy Eddie because he really was crazy. They had all the latest VCRs and, you know, flat screen TVs. It was TVs real? That wasn't with, like a TV character? No, and I, he was a DJ in New York who did the Crazy Eddie commercials. And he would come on and say, Crazy Eddie! And he would do this frantic guy. And then he would say, Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane! Yeah, that's because crazy... You well, couldn't do that today because if you said insane at the end of a commercial, they'd be, there would be pitchforks... And, and torches at the television station ready to burn it down. Well, that's because he was guilty of fraud. That's why. <laughs> that's why no, not the DJ. Not, not the guy who did the Crazy Eddie no, that, commercial. That's it right there. But Crazy Eddie, yeah. Of course he was a fraud. He was selling, he was selling knockoff VCRs. That's why, that's why he was getting low, low prices. Because he was selling, you, you know, Sanyo. <laughs> that's what it was Sony. Element. Yeah. They look. didn't even have yeah. Element VCRs yeah. I got this then. new Kirkwood speakers over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Crazy Eddie. That's what the Phillies should do. The Phillies, somebody should do a, a, a Crazy Eddie takeoff on the Phillies going insane, trying to spend money. Doug McGregor says that, that he had a, they had a store. He said he had, he had one of their shirts once. Crazy Eddie? Yeah, he had a store here in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, no, he was great. The guy, I actually worked with him at WOR in New York, because I've worked with pretty much everybody who's ever been in the business. And I met the guy, and he did years. weekends at WOR. He was a talk show host. But he did the Crazy Eddie commercials. And everywhere he went, people knew him as the Crazy Eddie guy. By the way, have we done it to Jim again? What do we do? Where we forget, okay. we, we like just leave I know him. Jim, so I'm, I'm, I'm addressing Jim and all of these right. comments. But well, we do this every single time that we just, like, you go off on uh, tangents and just leave I didn't him hang hanging. up on Jim. Are we hear him breathing? He's still <laughs> breathing. here, Jim. I got a Crazy Tony, Eddie commercial I want to play. Come on, man. You, Tony, if I don't call you back again, all you, everybody out there have a happy holiday season. Same to you, you and too, Merry Jim. Christmas, Jim. Thank you so much Merry once again Jim. for Take another care. great year. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. The great, shall we? Jim and Cheltenham, ladies and gentlemen. When I die, he's going to put together the Tony Bruno tribute. Yeah. Instead of having somebody come up and read like the, the, the President Bush funeral the other day where everybody got up and gave tearful things, 
I'm just going to have Jim come up with a cassette deck and play some of my greatest bits <laughs> in front of the church. Or right be before, awesome. Actually, before they put me in the ground. Unless I get... No, here's an idea. Unless I get on uh, your, uh, cremated. cremated. How about on your grave or headstone or whatever, you can press a button. Like if you're when you go to the zoo or oh, museum. Oh, yeah. yeah it'll, 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 it. it'll just play and this. And just constantly play little yeah. Tony Drop Bruno bits. Like, it's an outrage. Let's go to press break. Everybody wants to interact. Kids can't go to museums anymore unless they got buttons and interactive shit, right? Interactive. Kids can't, you can't go to a museum anymore, even an art museum. Tony, this is brilliant. Yeah. We need to start. We need to have I mean, an man. interactive cemetery. I'm yes. Getting, I'm getting constant loop. A wing bowl six running through your speakers. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm torturing you. I'm torturing you. Think about it. Like when you go to a cemetery, you, have, you, you get the iPad. Like you have the soundboard, like in case. But it's not on just that. Like it's not just for Tony, but it's for anybody. Right. You can just go up and push it. And you just push a button, and you can you see play like a, a drop. Little sh- you play a drop. You play a short video. You yeah. Play, and you can you can plan ahead, and you can pre-record it oh, you, for all your family members. <laughs> I can't wait till you die. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the box. Tony's in the box. What's in the box? Tony's, Tony's in the, in the box. box. Jim, will you, are you in? Will you play the drops at uh, my funeral? He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. I'm sure he will. But we'll have audio from it because Jim will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of an eternal flame at my gravesite, yes. I want there to be an eternal, eternal drop-in machine. Yes. That'd be awesome. An eternal soundboard. No, you know what? You can still be making money when you're dead. You charge him a quarter, right? You go and you push the, put a quarter in, Actually, you play any drop you want. No. Since I'm going to be around until like I'm 104... I'm going to have a, an actual hologram at my gravesite. Oh, I like it. So you push a button, and then I appear on top of the gravestone in a hologram. Kind of like Princess Leia on a little thing? Yeah, exactly. Yes. How great is that? Yes. That's, that's a great idea. And then... And then I, should, I should market that. You should. And do it for people, right? Yes. Because when you go to a cemetery, it's modeling, you, you know, like, I go see my dad's grave, I get really sad. But you know, just if I imagine, had, like, things that I just could imagine play. how value, uh, how much it would mean for somebody to be able to go visit a grave, press a button, and hear their dad's voice, or yeah. or ha- hear a recording made specially for them. I'll bring my kid there in twenty years. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> See the great ideas we come. No, this, it, it, this it, is how wing bowl started. That is how you. We pay were sitting a- around bullshitting, right? And then we started eating donuts. And then wings started coming into what the picture. What was that, though? What was it? Somebody, didn't someone say they could eat like a certain amount of donuts? Like no, donuts? somebody brought in donuts but into they, the lobby, and they started eating glazed donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. But they said, like, didn't someone say I could eat like No, excellent? I said I you could said, eat a dozen. That's right. That's what it was. You said. I said to the guy, I said, I can eat a dozen glazed donuts right here on the air live. And then the guy went out and got another donuts of fresh glazed donuts, and I ate them on the air at the Wyndham Franklin Plaza Hotel. And it started with me eating the donuts and people being amazed because I was as skinny as a rail back then. And then people calling in with, I can eat hot dogs. And then the guy came with his hot dog dad. And the guy almost died in the hotel lobby. And then it turned to wings. So that's how, that's how these radios sting. It's not some guy sitting in a sales room saying, all right, we got this deal. We just assigned this car dealer. Let's build something around it. The idea comes first, dude. Then you build it around it. But Speak- that's what salespeople want to do now. They want to do the sale first, yep. and then come up with ideas. And exactly. they never, ever. Wait, we have breaking ever. news. Two right. huge heaping platters of big Rube's chicken. Aww. And the heavenly pillows, the pillows of love with the mac and cheese over there. And then they have the special cornbread with, the, with, the with the strawberry love, sauce. It's awesome. Have you guys so had big Rube chicken before? 
I need to. Phenomenal, man. I, I need it. It's speaking, better than sex in many, uh, speaking many areas. Speaking of food meccas, um, Jack O'Donnell, Jack in the Back is actually doing the uh, call screaming, screening. Screaming from the, at home? Screaming. I think screening Ruth is doing the screaming at home. Jack's the, just on the phone. Together, from the Jesus way, Christ. way back, because he, he uh, had car troubles, so he's actually at home doing the call screening from home. But he said... Um, is a drive-by to the cemetery included in Mama's Pizzeria? Because we finally took him yes, to, to the most amazing cheesesteak place in the city. Yeah, I don't Mama's like, I don't like the fact that we're sitting here literally like people are just having a lot of fun just planning your funeral right now. It's not it's not <laughs> good, man. Hey, George And you're going to miss this good time. That's what sucks. George H.W. Bush planned his. He scripted the whole thing. Well, and that I'm just going to write some crypt cri- floats. I'm not going <laughs> to script the whole thing. But I want to wing it. If we if we do this, hey, it's a hard out at the two o'clock. <laughs> Just remember that it's a hard out at two o'clock. If we if we if we go through with this kind of a thing, you do get to plan your funeral ahead of time because you have to plan what what clips you're going to record a couple things, maybe do a video here and there. I'll have Chris Morales put together at LA. Yeah, like, doing everything else. <laughs> Matt Matt Matt, uh, Matt Kimbrell. Not Craig Kimbrell uh, on Facebook Live. He's just saying it's today the Christmas show. No, 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 no this Christmas is just show. we're just trying to get Luigi in the holiday. It's the Christmas spirit. season. We're hoping that by surrounding him with lots of joy, yes. that he will finally get in the holiday spirit. About a few days off, some cash. I don't, that'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surround me with that. But now, it's speaking, you gotta be. In a, you wait. don't just wear this stuff on Christmas. No, night. no, no. We you gotta do. wear it all around the Christmas season. Tony. We I spent a dollar for this. I'm getting my dollars worth out we of this did necklace. Did for something. six years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I just bought it the other night at a dollar store. We did dig something out of the box, the Christmas box, that does get Luigi in the Christmas spirit. And yes, we did. We have it featured right here, and I, I have a, I have a, a the camera on it. I have a camera and audio on it. So you this can is non PC. Oh, this thing's a shit. I love this. This is non PC Pierre, the talking Christmas pickle. Well, you need to wait. Luigi needs to turn the mic on. All right, turn him up. Uh, he is up. He's up. He's hey. all the way up. Trust me. It's still not going. Is that on? It's no. on. It's on. The mic is on. Here, why don't you turn Pierre yeah, around, turn Pierre maybe? Around. Oh, there we go. There we go. Pardon his back. Just be hanging around. Wait a minute. <laughs> I got to <laughs> really this crank thing. this up here now. Did you make the naughty list this year? Well, there's still time. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's the Christmas, uh, naughty him. Christmas. He's actually supposed to be French mistletoe. Yes. And everything he says is now politically incorrect. Totally incorrect. Which makes this the Christmas gift of the year. Which I, I love think, it. Which is even more funny because it's he was made by Hallmark a couple of years ago. Yes. We've had him now for He's several years. He's not featured on the Hallmark channel this year, though. They threw him out of there because of his comments. So basically, you hang it up as a mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Right. And then whenever somebody walks under it, he gives a very French, <laughs> sexist, <laughs> misogynistic comment about making my out favorite, with chicks. My favorite uh, thing that he says is, Everything I do is French. Here it is. No, the, 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 the my favorite one is just, everything I do is French. You know what I mean. <laughs> I think it's not, it's not loud enough. <laughs> I think it's great. I can't put it any louder. The gain's all the way up. The, it's all the way up. Yes, it is. It's. It's all the way up. You're just turning yourself up, mister. I understand. Right, I'm going to put him up near my mic. Because there's something wrong with that mic there. I'm telling you. It's easier. Oh, there we go. There we go. One more time. one more. We do everything in French. You know what I mean. 
<laughs> That's my <Yes>. favorite. <laughs> no, I don't feel you in the mood for a kiss, I'll just be hanging around. That's the best, man. <laughs> Did you make the naughty list this year? Well, there's still time. <laughs> you know who liked this? Reminiscing about your kissing. Remind me, huh? <laughs> is that sexist, misogynistic? A little bit. And now, all the other things? Jack, it is not a pickle. That is actually supposed it's a to it's supposed to mistletoe. be a mistletoe. A mistletoe. He's right. a French a ball mistletoe. Of mistletoe. Or a French tickler, actually. Yes. Yeah, depending on, you know, <laughs> what, what you you could be whatever you want to be. He's just a French dude who's uh, supposed to be mistletoe that you hang in your house. And he's a collector's item now because there's no way Hallmark would ever sell him no again. No way. I'm, I'm going to put this up on auction. No, I'll take no hell no. I, no that's got to stay in the that house, baby. man. That thing's awesome. Isn't that awesome? No, I love that thing. We and love this it. wasn't even, I, bet I paid like 10 bucks for this thing. Oh, you went high quality. This ain't, this ain't dollar store. No. Uh-uh, this was retail. This wasn't an after Christmas sale. I no, bought this. No, it was, it was after no, Christmas. No, it wasn't, Robin. Because they were running out of these things when they oh, first. Maybe. Flying off the shelves. What's that? They were flying off the shelves. They were flying out of there. That's good stuff right there. This guy, I, I saved him from Paris, though. He was on the streets of Paris rioting the other day, <laughs> and we brought him back for the show tonight. True humanitarian. To Doug McGregor says do. that he sounds like the John Cleese character in Monty Python as the French soldier. He's almost like a, a love master character. Hey. Yo. <laughs> All right, baby. Hey. Anyway. Jesus. So are you, are you more in the mood now, Luigi? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think it always brings a smile on my face. I love that thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was Monty Python. What are you drinking? Iced tea? I'm drinking a Tony Bruno uh, blue sky that's not quite blue enough. I got to put a little sacre blue in there. Like Speaking tea, of man. French. I know, you know. We got our sky energy. Now, you guys have any sky energy over there yet? Uh, We're going to hook those yeah. guys up in the building. Are we? They need some after that big group of shit because that thing knocks you out, man. <laughs> Seriously. Sky energy, man. We got it here. You guys are all going to get complimentary sky energy tonight for being here. They should have went to Oprah instead. They would have got better prizes. Should have gone where? The Oprah Winfrey. They would have got better prizes. Oprah's not good. Oprah doesn't give anything out not anymore. Not anymore. She Ridiculous. used to. She used to give out all sorts of... I would have loved to have been part of one of her Christmas shows. Everybody wow, acted like wow, she, wow, she was wow, taking wow, it out of her own pocket. No. Those cars were provided by, like, GM or whoever the car company was. You're still getting a free like, whip, though, man. Come on. Listen, it's still nice, but Oprah didn't pay a dime for any of that crap she was giving away at her... her, her, her her train-sealed studio audience. And actually, what people mostly forget, though, is that anything that you received of high value, you had to end up paying major pay the taxes. Tax. Yeah, I paid the taxes on the a car. A lot of people couldn't the afford them, though. A right. lot of people couldn't afford the taxes. So you pay the 4000 in taxes. You sell the car right back to a lot for twelve grand. You made $8,000 profit. All you did was sit down. I'm just talking <sighs> easy math right that there. That is correct. Uh-huh. By the way, I have some injury updates. I know someone who wants a car. I got some injury updates. We talked about Carson Wentz. Yep. Joe Theismann is going to join us. Coming up in the next hour, as will T-Mac, Tim McManus from ESPN. Busy next Michael time. Kendricks, the former Eagle, now with the Seattle Seahawks. You saw him on Monday Night Football? Yep. Out for the season. He broke a tibia in that game the other night. A lot the of Seahawks. broken tibias this year. That's a, I know. That's a, a I think injury. That's, that, that, the groin pull was a couple years ago, remember? Yeah. A high ankle sprain was a popular Turf toe was a Plantar fasciitis was the big one but no, for But no, but it was too. a high ankle sprain for a while. Like, when Donovan McNabb played, everybody had high ankle sprains. Then they had the... Uh, sports hernia. Yeah, sports hernia was sports a popular hernia one. Sports hernia was popular for a couple of years. Yep. And then plantar, but then it became more technical. Plantar fasciitis. IOS. TOS. TCB. 
MFSB. The best was Ryan Tannehill said he had a, he had a, he had an ankle injury. They asked Ryan Tannehill, "How's it feel? It hurts like hell." That's exactly, exactly. what he said. Ex- that was a direct quote. It hurts like hell. It speaking, does. Speaking of it hurts like hell, one of the things that I mean, I know that that it's weird to ask, but when. Um, Theismann comes on. We should ask him about his anniversary. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, really, let's yeah. relive that for the holiday Joe, season. do you still feel the pain right. no. when LT yeah. hit you no, and every damn no, no, leg on Every time I put team. my socks on, God damn it. It's no. How many times I've talked about that with no. Joe Theismann over the last 30 years? If you would let me finish. Go ahead. Because on his anniversary today... They or, or this year, there was another injury to... Hey, well, yeah, it was yeah, the exact... With Alex that, Smith. That, was, that was the anniversary was when Alex Smith had his leg busted I the know. same way. It's creepy. There's something about that so day. So you want to bring back bad memories for no, Joe Theismann? No, but there's something about that day. It's kind of weird. And was, Joe was in, in the crowd. He was there. I know he was. 367 days ago was when Carson Wentz tore his ACL and LCL in Los Angeles. I guess he should have timed it for last week and tore it again so that we could say, boy, it's exactly the same day to the day, year to the day. Oh, Carson ruined the whole thing, man. Damn it. Also, uh, C.J. Anderson caught by the Raiders. Yep. Who Most people didn't even realize the Raiders had signed him. Yeah. One week after he signed with the Raiders, here's what I think. I think the Raiders signed him oh, conspiracy because they theory, were playing we the Steelers, who they beat because they knew that Connor was hurt mm-hmm. and they needed a running back, and they kept the Steelers from signing C.J. Anderson, who just a year ago was a 1,000-yard rusher for the Denver Broncos, right? Yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was a pro board with the Broncos. Then he goes on to Carolina to help uh, spell uh, Christian McCaffrey because Jonathan Stewart leaves, and he, right. goes, he goes to the Giants. And then he, he barely got – I think he got like maybe 30 touches the entire year because McCaffrey proved he could be an every-down back. Yep. And then they just released C.J. Anderson, and he goes to, to Oakland. And he didn't even take Somebody's going to pick him up because you've got so many teams who need running backs. The Eagles aren't going to pick be, him up. Don't be surprised if he doesn't end up in, in Kansas City. That's, Spencer, that's Spencer Ware's banged up right now. How about San Diego? San Not Diego needs a running back. Melvin Gordon. They're missing the other guy, Austin too. Eckler. What's Al- his name? Austin Eckler. Alton Eckler. Aust- yeah, Eckler. Yeah, he's hurt, too. Gordon so, should be back for the playoffs, though. Yeah, but he's not going to be back for the biggest game of the year, the Thursday night game. And guess who else was cut today and nobody even realized he was still there? Who's that? Brandon Marshall yep. has, been, has been with the Saints for one month. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Saints signed him a month ago? He didn't see Ugas. He yep. never got on the field for an entire month. And here's the interesting part. The Saints kept three tight ends and released Brandon Marshall. Yeah, they said they signed. Well, you know, Mar- Marshall was, was playing for the Giants last year. Then he, uh, they, signed, they, they signed Des Bryant. Remember, the Saints signed Des Bryant. Yes, Des Bryant got tears hurt, the Achilles right on the away. last play of practice. And then they brought in Brandon Marshall right after that. But they had Marshall in for workouts, and they just liked, they, they, they liked him, but they liked Des Bryant a little bit better. But it's just but funny. they signed him a month ago, right after Des Bryant but, b- broke down and, and, and tore his, his uh, ACL. Right, but Brandon Marshall, like for historically for his career, has been nothing. He's been a possession receiver. Right, he got catches everything near me. He's throw the ball near me, catch him. He's 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 lost every step possible. He can't get open anymore. That's the problem. He just can't even get. Then open. Then why did you sign him then? Because he did need a body. He needed a healthy body. He turned in a Not decent one worker. snap. Not one snap. He doesn't take one snap. The Saints do have a, they, they do have other receivers. They do have younger guys like Traquan Smith, the rookie. Yeah, but this in. guy's a veteran. He's a re- he's a veteran, but he can't get open. Maybe he couldn't learn the playbook. Maybe again, whatever it was, Sean Payne's not going to put him out there. These games are meaningful, man. It's ridiculous. It man. is ridiculous. Is that the best game of the weekend? Thursday night football. Chargers Chiefs. I mean, that, that's that's the, for the whole mushbuka. You know what I'm saying seriously. I, I, I'm looking at the schedule. There's only like four good games this weekend, at least as far as importance. 
we got the Thursday night game, Chiefs in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then there's three Saturday games. You know, we got Saturday NFL action this week. First time, long time in that. You got uh, the Jets in Houston, the early game. Actually, no, it's the, uh, the Miami-Minnesota game is the 1 o'clock game. That game's turned into a meaningless game. They, they flipped that one, and they actually, they actually changed the Cleveland-Denver game. That was supposed to be an early game. They made that the night game. They flexed so, that to a night game? I yeah, guess, that's yeah, been get, flexed to 8.20 at night. So Cleveland and Denver will be a primetime Saturday night game. they got to get Baker on, on, on primetime, and Cleveland's been playing better. They're putting points on the board. Absolutely. No, they're fun to watch. Yep. And then you got Houston and the Jets, which is the 4.30 game. So it'll start off with Miami at Minnesota, 1 o'clock, and then Houston and the Jets, the 4.30 game, and then the night game flexed to nighttime from a day game is Cleveland and Denver. And then, of course, when I mean, you look at the weekend, Dallas-Indianapolis is a huge game. For both teams, New England and Pittsburgh is a huge game, and uh, oh, Car- then Monday night Carolina New Orleans. That's a huge game for me, man. I got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and the Saints defense for my fantasy playoffs, brother. So that's a huge game for me. Don't you dare do it, Tony. It's a lot of cash. It's a lot of cash at stake. By the way, Danny Dow, Danny Dow said that. You and Luigi have to be the most informative and up-to-date sports guys anywhere damn time, yo. You're damn right I am. You know why? Because it's preparation. You think I just plop down here and just throw bullshit against the wall and hope it sticks? No. Sometimes I do. (laughs) But most of the time, there's deep preparation. There's a lot of work that goes into this. I got all the lines. By the way, Four and one last weekend, Luigi, with my stone cold guaranteed U.S. bet guide locks, yes. and, the, and only- the only stinking loss I had oh, no. because I was oh, dumb enough not to look you. ahead like the San Diego Chargers did, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego and Anaheim and vicinity, <laughs> is I took the stinking Chargers and laid the fourteen, not realizing that they were looking ahead Kansas City. to the Thursday night game. So I, I laid the points, and I, I, they won the game, but they didn't cover. They only won by five. Or else I would have had a perfect weekend. But four and one. You needed that, man. You needed a nice big bounce back weekend. I needed four and one. And I'm going to give another weekend. I'm going to do a guarantee weekend when I release my picks on Thursday on usbetguide.com. Are you you making plays on Saturday, too? I'm making plays. I'm going to make six plays this weekend. Absolutely no charge to you. You would pay $39.95, $75, $150 if you were to go to some other shyster screaming at you on the radio. On a Saturday morning, giving you his phone number every 12 seconds you go for, you to go. tell you about calling in for a free pick, only to realize that they're going to sucker you into paying for all these other crap picks. Well, you go for six. We're well, paying a hell of a lot more than that. I'll tell you no, that right. I'm not going for By six. By the well. way, Tony Bruno, um, over the next couple of days, we need to record some videos for U.S. Bet Guide because you are going to be giving instructional videos yes. on how to bet for the beginner. Exactly. Because I'll be taking Luigi of, out to show him how to There's a lot of people that... <laughs> you don't to show me how to lose, pal. I've been doing that for years, man. Don't worry. There are a lot of people that don't know how to place bets because this is going to be a brand new game for a lot of people who've never ventured outside of Philadelphia. Now that Philadelphia, starting January 1st, is going to, you're going to be able to do all sorts of sports betting right here without cool. having to go to Atlantic City, to Vegas. By the um, way, I will have a... Uh, in fact, I should do that right now. You want to do that before the break? Yeah, this is a big story. Because we got a lot getting up and, in the next hour. And I should, I should do a Florida before we really go, because we're not going to have time for that. Well, next. Gonna, I got to right get now. this. This is important. Okay. Because, you know, gambling is huge. And I've been beating the drum for legalized gambling in this part of this country for 20 years. Actually, when Atlantic City first started doing gambling in 1973, mm-hmm. when they opened the first casino, Resorts International, I said if they were smart, 
they would open sports books in all of these casinos but because no. everybody still had to go to Vegas or Reno to bet, mm-hmm. and there was no way to bet on sports. Yeah. And here you have the dead of winter. You know, Atlantic City was dead after September after Labor yeah. Day. There would be packed. The casinos would be packed would every be packed. weekend, right? And it was the rest of New Jersey that voted it down, right? Yeah, Atlanta. no, I mean, it was a federal thing. I mean, the, 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 it was the, the government didn't want to do it, and then New Jersey didn't want to do it. And there was money being, trust me, Vegas was pumping money in to keep New Jersey from getting into their turf. That's what they were doing. Right. They, in Vegas didn't want New Jersey to have casino gambling. I'm talking about sports gambling, not right. casino slot machines and stuff. So then they finally get it. But it, by then, all these other casinos went out of business. Atlantic mm-hmm. City crashed again, and now it's starting to come back. But guess what? We have a tote board, Luigi. Tote we board. have a tote board. People have been wondering, how's New Jersey doing since they legalized sports Oh, betting? so we got an update on it. Um, I have an up-to-the-minute update. Check. A tote board on how New Jersey sports books are doing since they started it. Now, remember, they started it before the football season. They started it in the summertime in Atlantic City, the online and betting in casinos in Atlantic City. But the first full month, I believe, was November. No, the first full month was actually September, Robin, as okay. far as football is concerned. And how long is this, this, this poll? This poll is from since gambling started taking place in Atlantic City. Most of the, actually, New Jersey's online sports books, where most of the people do their betting, there's actually more betting online in New Jersey uh, yeah. than there are in casinos so far. Right, because they don't have to leave. They can just put another part. So in November... 72% of the total bets on New Jersey's online sports books was done online. Okay. $238.6 million in November alone. And then the actual retail sports books, where you go in and bet, they got the other 28% of the action. In October, 67% of bets went online. So it's going up each month. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, as we are now in December, the handle in New Jersey... In less than six months since legalization, an undeniable success, $928.1 million, which is very close to... Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's getting very close to that magic... $100 billion. They'll have to wait probably till next year yeah, for that. Not quite. They're, cl- they're close. closing on, on the first $1 billion in You know in what that wages. means, right? What does that oh, mean? No one knows shit on how to handicap <laughs> sports, man. That's, they're no, getting crushed. A lot of people that are doing the people it. are getting crushed. No, it doesn't. The, the, board, the books have been hammered this year. There have been some weekends where they got cleaned out. Yeah, well, apparently not enough because they're getting... Look at the freaking people, man. They're almost down a billion dollars collectively. But seriously... That's just a handle. It doesn't mean they profited it. They, don't, they didn't make... 20. Oh, they took a billion dollars so in bets. the handle. Bets. Okay. The okay. handle is what they take in. Oh, they handled a billion dollars in bets. Yeah, we yeah. want to know what the payout is. A billion dollars in bets. We want to know what the payout is as well. By comparison, in, in, in Vegas, or actually in Nevada, the entire state where you can bet on sports, $528 million in, in Nevada in October, while New Jersey's was... Three hundred and thirty million. Wow! So, so it's close. close. So New Jersey. In fact, in a couple of years, they're estimating that because so much traffic, you got New York, you got the entire East Coast, is so close to here. Just look at the population bases from Boston all the way down to D.C. in the what we call the uh, the uh, the uh, Atlantic Corridor, uh-huh. right? The East Coast Corridor, Boston all the way down to D.C. You're talking millions and millions of people. The people who go out to Vegas have to fly out there. It's not the locals who are going to Vegas say, to make the bets. I want to say, I mean, 
there seems to me that there are more degenerate gamblers here on the East Coast than there are on the West Coast. Of course there are. There's more people here. From Boston to Washington, from Boston to D.C., the population, now California is a huge state, but a lot of people drive from L.A. to Vegas. Right. But not everybody who lives in California goes to Vegas to gamble. You know what I mean? Right. To bet on sports. But in this area, everybody is going to bet on sports that likes to bet on sports. They're betting on sports anyway. And not only that, but here on the East Coast, I swear when I moved here, everybody and their mother had a bookie. Of course, and they like, still do. They all, like, they all lived, you know, there, and their bookie lived down the street, and they all, you know, they, they, it was a constant thing, whereas on the West Coast, not so much. In September, Tony, they made a gross profit of $16.5 million. They took in uh, a little over $100 million. They handled over a little over $100 million, and they ended up profiting about $16.5 million. Yeah, nobody so cares the books about up the $16.5 million. Yeah, no, I mean, but they got to make some money. They're not doing it some because they're... Some money? They're, they got to do it because it's not just about losing money. They're going to lose money on weekends, and they're going to sure. win money. The industry generated $896,136 per day in the 30 days in November. Dude. Straight cash, homie. Almost 900 grand a day people are betting. It's a good gig if you can get it. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are out there driving Uber. Fuck that, man. Damn right. That's so, insane. So obviously, it's working. And it would have worked a long time ago if they had done. Listen, I'm not. I'm not here to tell people to start gambling and lose their money. But you know, you can pay, play the lottery. You can go play poker. You can do everything else. Betting on sports is the lifeblood of America. It's a national it pastime. Really, it really is. Without sports betting, the NFL well, people need an education wouldn't be as popular as it is. And that's why they need to subscribe to usbetguide.com. Exactly. Where not and it doesn't only, cost you anything. Not only can you go on there and get Tony's uh, Stone Cold Lepite Locks, but within the next week or so, at least before January 1st when well, it's legalized this? in Pennsylvania... <laughs> There will be instructional videos for those people who do not know how to bet wisely because it's not just about betting to win. Plus, I will also have instructional videos on other things, too, which will be complimentary. And no you also pay extra for those. Though. Those now, are like the premium package. I think like the sports betting videos will be free, but then if you want to order more content, right. oh, so you'll, you'll have homegrown content... Right. It'll be on a pre-recorded cassette tape where you call into. But if you want, if you want the additional package... No, no, this will be video. Okay. This is straight to video, huh? Freight the video, pal. This ain't gonna be no little book that you have to open and read. And we got we, like you know you got your boy John Avella down there in Vegas who's tapped into now DraftKings. He's draft running DraftKings. But you know who else we can contact for that too to have a little back and forth and help some of these people out too to maybe with the video is is um, our boy Brandon Lang. Yeah, we met there in Minnesota at the Super Bowl. He's the one that gave everybody the Eagles as a yep. lock. I took he, it. I took. He, I, he said the I said the Eagles were locked, and he heard me, and then Brandon Lang agreed. Yep. And he made like a million-dollar bet on the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I asked him, and everybody laughed at him. I asked him flat out. When we were on the air, he was talking saying about the Eagles, right? When we got off the air, me, he and I were talking a little bit, maybe like 20 minutes. I said, Brandon, I said, all kidding aside, Eagles? He goes, money, just hammer it money line. I'm like, all right, it's fine. And we talked a little about the over, too. And he, did, what, he doesn't lie about that no, stuff. No, no, but no, but I'm, I'm serious. I said, I said are, you, are you sure about this? He said, I said, 100%, this is it, put, put the money on that. He's like, it's exactly where I'm going with the money. That's where everyone else is betting the money. Put it on the Eagles. We went down to, see the, we went down to watch the game. We were at that hometown brewery. I, I get on the phone with, wasn't New Jersey, someone who lived in New Jersey who handled some action. I remember I was telling you, I said, Tom, I'm going to put something in. Do you want anything? And you were like, no, nah, I'm just going to hang out and hang loose. The I second, was a dummy who loved the Eagles and no, said, no, the, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the, the game. Second I got, the second I got on the phone, I said, oh, just, 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 because I, I, I don't want to bet with my heart. I want to bet with my head. 
You know what I mean? Because the Eagles are, are, you know, our home team. We want to win a Super Bowl. So they're like, oh, just give me 100 bucks on the Eagles to win the money line. Five seconds later, hang up the phone, call them back, 1,000 straight, 1,000 money line, 1,000 plus a seven, 1,000 on the over. I bet $4,000 that weekend. You did? Dude. And yes. then you were bitching about not making Absolutely any money? Absolutely right, man. I busted my ass for 10 days. I didn't, make a, I didn't make anything. I did it for the people. I did it for myself. Wonder Dang. why? The and people ain't doing would, shit for me, bro. That's why. You wouldn't have gotten that insider information if you hadn't been with us. And damn right, man. Damn. No, you would have pissed that money away left. and bet on the stinking Patriots. I did piss it away in Minnesota. <laughs> they called me Don Julio down there for three days. All right. We're, We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. Big hour coming and, up, an hour number two. And I'll do Florida before... Right out of the break? Right then? out of the break. I have a great Florida story um, because we have two back-to-back guests that we don't... And we might be going over a little, a little bit over time. Luigi says he's not working overtime tonight unless he wins four grand and this weekend in the NFL. Brother. This short... And his fantasy team. I'm taking your picks. This short five-minute break is brought to you by the most amazing, healthy energy drink out there, bar none. If you are one of those people like Tony and I who did not like energy drinks before because you didn't like the taste of them. You or had the to, aftertaste. Or the, well, it's mostly the aftertaste, yeah. And, and they didn't really do anything for you other than give you the jitters or get you a little too hyped up. You couldn't go to sleep if you took it too late in the day. Sky Energy is for you. It tastes good. It's good for I you. I got a sugar-free one. We got some sugar freeze and we got the regulars. And all you need to do is go to TonyBrunoShow.com, click on the Sky Energy can, and it'll bring you over to the website. You can find out where it is being sold um, throughout the United States. And you know how many calories in the Sky sugar free? Guess how many total calories in there, Luigi? I'm assuming uh, zero. I'm going to say because I've seen the can, <laughs> two. That is correct. You nailed it. You, you will be in the showcase showdown at the end of the show, Luigi. Fabulous, fabulous prizes. Two, two calories in here. Dose calories, man. Dose calories. And Sky Energy is the mixer that both... Mixer? um, Tony's Blue Skies and Harry's Red... Is it Red Dawn or... No, Red Dawn was a movie that Luigi know, didn't know about the other night when we were watching it. I know that Harry's... That is an outrage. I need to see that movie. Harry's you believe Luigi knows every Rocky movie from the 70s, but did not know one of the all-time classic movies, Red Dawn. The quintessential, we took those damn bastard commies out... Right after the Flyers took out the damn bastard commies. Rocky in took the, the commies out too in Rocky Four. What's the problem with that? Wolverine. We're still fighting the, the Flyers. Same took out the commies during the Red War. I know. And but then the Red Dawn guys, Swayze and 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 those dudes. It was Patrick Swayze. It was uh, Charlie Sheen. Yep. And who was the other mutt that was in the movie? Uh, that's uh, uh. Well, then it was Lynn. Uh, not what's her name? Gray. Uh, Jennifer Gray Jennifer was in Gray it. Gray and. But the other dude is. Uh, He's in everything. I know too. him in L.A. He was in everything. What's this? No, it's bugging me. Sheen? I'll get it. I'll get it. No, no. I already said Charlie Sheen. Oh, you, yep. Sorry. I already said Charlie Sheen. Oh, no. yeah. The guy that. Um, the He's been in a million movies. Yeah. You had him on the show several times. Many times. It's. Uh, he loves the, you. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. Yes. That's right. C. Thomas Howell. And Darren Dalton was there too, remember? Yes. Darren Dalton Different was Darren Dalton. Darren Dalton. Not the great Dutch Dalton. No. From late great de- Dutch Dalton. L- Lane Smith. He was in there. He was in everything. Isn't he the Eagles' right tackle? No, no, no. Oh, that's Lane Johnson. Same thing. Johnson Smith. It's all the fictitious so, last names we use when we check into sleazy hotels. Anyway. Where are you yeah. going with this, man? Jesus. I'm going in to get your Sky Energy. That's where we should We're going to get the boys. We're setting up some Sky Energy drinks for the boys yes, in here. Not so the young boys. Not the young boys. They beat Juventus today. For those of you Juve- who are joining us for the first time, don't go anywhere. This is just a five-minute break with some lovely music. That I got we, about not be shot. That we need to, if you need to take a potty break. <laughs> I got to be shot. Grab a drink. Grab some Sky Energy. Go potty. Come back here in five.
beautiful. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTech, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at roboglobal.com/htec.